We are looking at stories in our sermon series at Our Safe Harbor. You probably picked up on that if you're a regular viewer of our worship. And by the way, if you are, thank you so much. We know that some people like bits of the music, some people like the message, whatever we can do to help you. And also let us know if you're watching with others. Uh, that helps us, well, encourages us for one, but you might want one of us to come over and visit and say hi to the group. So let us know. You can reach me at patrick at rsafeharbor.com. So stories. The stories in scripture and the stories we tell ourselves and the stories we are told matter. They have consequences. I've been asked repeatedly um, by people what we can do to help our younger people. And by younger people, we're really not talking just about uh, people in middle school or uh, teenagers. We're talking about people all the way up into their mid to late 30s because there's a generation, almost two generations, which have been bombarded with stories that have had consequences. So let's, let's talk about that. The stories of the universe can be distilled into two different types. One, the universe is a box and everything which has ever occurred, everything which has ever happened, anything regardless of meaning or lack of meaning has occurred inside the box in and of itself, never anything outside. The other story is the universe is a box, but at least once, if not numerable times, something has reached in from outside of the box and manipulated, created, planned something. Those are your two stories. The consequence of the first story uh, is, is pretty dire. There is a rise of atheism uh, in the Western world. It has been rising for a very long time in Europe. I think the two world wars, I think the class system and the battles between the different classes certainly sped it up. But it has reached America. It's uh, far more advanced in Canada just now, far less advanced in Mexico and Central America and South. But uh, whereas just a few years ago, atheists made up about 5% of the population, they're now into the 20s by most really good studies. And then those that are really attached to no particular re uh, religion at all are growing to become the fastest growing group of, um, of, of any surveyed, you know, religion, no religion alike. Uh, and they, are, they call themselves the nuns, N-O-N-E-S. And they are growing and they have become the majority in the United Kingdom, much of Europe. So what is causing all of this? Well, the two stories have consequences. The standard story, that first story, the universe is a box, everything has been in the box. There, are, there is no outside the box. Well, it, it boils down to once upon a time there was nothing. And through uh, a mechanism that we cannot but guess at, and right now there are about 28 theories that are being pushed, somehow this nothing then coalesced, collapsed and blew up and became things and became a universe of infinite variety uh, and a universe on which, in which life began to evolve and intelligence showed up 
And all of this came because nothing blew up. Well, because of this theory, we, we keep running with it. The human beings are not special. Uh, as the founder of PETA made it very plain when he, he said uh, something to the effect of, you know, a boy is a cat, is a rat, is a dog. All animals have exactly the same value and you're an animal. And then others will spread it to trees and creeks and flowers to where you have no meaning. You have no purpose. There was no thought put into you being on this planet. And as Carl Sagan said about himself, he said, when I die, the universe will not miss me because it never knew I was here. Now that your life is meaningless. It's the result of a bizarre accident that no one can explain adequately. Earth is doomed anyway. So why even plan for the future? And this is something we're finding from people 40 years and younger is that they don't buy like other generations did. They would rather rent, they would rather lease. And in fact, car companies have now set up to where you can lease without restrictions. If you can lease a BMW, for example, three series, and then decide eh, after a few weeks, I want to lease an, an M4. And then after a little bit, you know, I want to try their X5. And you pay a monthly fee and you can just keep switching cars. Now that sounds absurd and very wasteful, but the fact is it is growing rapidly. And I picked on BMW there, but a lot of car companies are doing it. And some private companies are now buying cars and doing it and making money off of it. Uh, they're not wanting to buy homes. They're not wanting to sign a 30 year lease. There many of them are not wanting to study subjects that are the harder subjects like mathematics and physics and chemistry because there's no reason for that. The world's not going to be here. The world's going to collapse and climate is changing. The climate is changing. Uh, there's no question about that. And it always has changed. And I do believe that mankind has played a part in it and is playing a part in it. I think the argument is how big a part and what can be done about it. But the alarmist yell that we only have eight, nine, 10 years. Now, the fact that they've been yelling that since the sixties and the publication of silent spring by Rachel Carson is, um, is something they kind of get away with because the fact is if you don't watch news and read science every day, you're a newborn baby and whatever is said is what you're going to going to follow. So you have no meaning, no purpose. The world's going to end anyway. So why invest? Why invest in yourself in time and work and savings? And why? What's the point? And then the only people who have value in our society, as far as younger people see, are the famous, uh, whether they're from Hollywood or whether they're from the sports world. Uh, or whether they're just a professional gadfly on Twitter and Instagram and WhatsApp and Snapchat and that sort of thing. Most of them have abandoned Facebook because their parents found out how to get on there. You, um, you're only, your life's only worthwhile if you're rich and famous. Talk to a man who works with middle schoolers out in Washington state a couple of weeks ago. And he said he surveyed his middle schoolers and what they wanted to be when they grew up. 70% of them, 70% of them 
said they wanted to be YouTubers. Not a fireman, not a chemist, not a doctor, not a state senator, not, not a soldier, not, no. The only valuable life they can see ahead of them is to go on YouTube and try to chronicle their own life in a way that makes it interesting enough that people will pay the money for it. That's ineffably sad. By the way, those of you that think ineffably is a euphemism, it's a word, please look it up. How do we get this way? Well, we do have to acknowledge that when we put our children into schools, and if this is the dominant story in that school, there are a lot of schools where it is not, but if that's the dominant story in a school, if, and not counting preschool, not counting kindergarten, we're only giving six hours a day to the school here, and we're only doing the minimum 180 days a year, which in most states, that's what they're going for. By the time your child goes from first through 12th grade, they will have had over 15,840 hours. 15,840 hours of that sort of instruction. And that kind of, the only value you have is fame or fortune, and the only identity you have is your genitals and what you want done to them or with them. There's your identity. Could, could we find another story e equally valid, perhaps more helpful? I think there is another story. Remember that second story about the box? The universe is a box. And yet at one point, if not innumerable points, something has reached in from outside the box and manipulated the data, shall we say. The scripture has another story. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So we're not looking at an accident. We are looking at intention. That's important. And that God made man and woman and set them over the garden, telling them, we can't get away from this, that they were to guard and keep and tend that garden. So he didn't ever say, you guys are more important than the planet, so trash it all you want. No, no, that's not acceptable. We are to take care of our, our planet, our things, and people. And Jesus comes along and says that God loves the birds to the point where he doesn't even let a bird die alone, but that you are worth more than many birds. You see a different story coming here? In Psalm 139, the story says, no, you're not an accident. Before you were born, Psalm 139 says, God saw your unformed body. God knit you together in your mother's womb. He saw all your days yet unwritten, he has written them. And then whenever you walk on earth, he's got a hand around you and a hand on you to guide you. Very different, very different story. Stories have consequences. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That's a different story. The meaning of life in this story is love, service, kindness, sacrifice for others, 
out of the value we have in us that we don't need to be validated because we know we have the value. So we are free to serve another and value them. That there's, the story goes further. It says when, when you die, it, it doesn't say anything about the universe missing you, but it does say that this life is prologue, that there's an eternal life waiting for you and that you will still be loved and you will still matter 10 billion years from today. What a different story. To quote, in other words, when you close your eyes, to quote the great philosopher Randy Bachman, you ain't seen nothing yet. Now, these stories are both out there. One story gets 15,840 hours with your kid. The other story might get 40 minutes once a week if you go to Sunday school. If they go to a Christian school, it, they might get a little bit more of that, a bit of it every day or a bit of it twice a week, whenever chapel day is. That's not equal time for the story. And I don't think we have any ability to demand equal time of the universe. But I think what we can do is we can Deuteronomy 6 this thing. Deuteronomy 6, you talk to Jesus when you stand, when you sit, when you go out, when you come in, when you lie down, when you get up. You show Jesus, you speak of Jesus, you bring the story into those remaining hours and let your kids just see the difference. The story that the world is feeding our kids is leading them to despair. Suicides are growing dramatically. And they're growing not only in the target area that we've always seen suicides hit, which um, there are two main one of those, by the way, in case you're wondering. One is in uh, teenagers, late, older teenagers, and early 20s. The other big burst is people in their 60s and 70s. And I think a lot of them is because they see ahead of them um, poverty, pain, illness, uh, loneliness, and they take their lives. But now we're seeing suicides in eight and nine and 10 year olds. Now, I do not want anybody to come into the comments and start making political statements about COVID, global warming, or anything like that. That's not helpful. It really isn't. What I want you to do instead is to understand there are consequences to the stories we tell ourselves. Can we legitim can we honestly prove either of these stories is true? I'm gonna tell you no. I know a lot of Christians will say the preponderance of evidence proves that there is a God, Jesus is his son, and I would say the preponderance of evidence is absolutely in that, in the favor of God existing, Jesus being his son. But in science, we have a different level of proof, and I'm aware science has taken a real kicking the last couple of years, but we have a different level of proof. So what I can say is this, none of us were there at the beginning. One of the stories we are told brings us hope, life, joy, and meaning. The other reduces us to genitals and weather and fame and money and nothingness. Which one do you want to do? One gives you value, one takes it away. Choose your story. Because the fact is, they're both stories. 
and there are there's some evidence for one and I think a lot more evidence for the second but I may be biased regardless as God said choose I set before you life and death those are the two stories we have today talk to your teens talk to your 20 year olds and a lot of teens and a lot of 20 and 30 year olds watch this talk to your mom and dad because some of them are losing their hope too talk to them about the other story because there is one and the stories we believe have consequences think about that this week we'll see you next time